Did she still yeah. pee on the ice sculpture? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody. This is Lunchtime in Rome. We welcome you to have a seat at the table. Uh, this is episode 78. We are titling this one Stress versus De-Stress. We're all under stress. Stress impacts us every day. It causes us to act and react. However, sometimes stress doesn't let up or gets to be too much and impacts us in a more negative fashion. And we're going to talk about all that. For first-time listeners, you can subscribe on our favorite podcast, your favorite podcast app. That would be iTunes or Spotify or Pocket Cast or etc. We would love for you to give us a five-star review. That really does help us. Um, it seems cliche to say, and it takes half a second of your life. So please go do that. It really does help us. Um, you can also visit lunchtimeinrome.com. That would be lunchtimeinrome.com to contact us or follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, where we are live every week. So please go see us on Facebook. Uh, that is a, a great way to interact live with us. Um, we do use the motto, have a seat at the table, and that really is a great way for you to pull up a chair and, and join the conversation with us. We really encourage you to do that. You can also fill out our relational needs questionnaire at lunchtimeinrome.com. Um, that's going to help you figure out uh, what your emotional needs are and also how you can help meet the emotional needs of others and recognize those emotional needs in others. And so I'm going to pass this over to Jay. Jay, what's the show all about? This show is about uh, helping people not feel alone, starting with ourselves and then transferring that to other people by following a Bible verse, which says Romans, which is Romans 12, 15, hence Rome 12, 15, lunchtime. And it says, rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn, that that is the key to keeping people from feeling alone. And so we're sort of modeling that in the first 20 minutes. We're hanging out around the table as if we were having lunch in Rome, sharing life, sharing food stories, not actually sharing food. And then in the next 20 minutes or so, second segment, we uh, go over a topic of the day, today being stress versus distress. In the last 10 minutes, we look at how that is applied in different news segments and the emotional needs and the impacts of people that can do better or can't do better. So if you're listening right now on Facebook and you've got to do better or can't do better, send that in as well. And what made you think of it and think of us? Uh, we haven't done that before, but we'd love to uh, hear from you. So that's what we're doing. And that's what we're all about. And so around the table in this room right now, we've got Eric. Hey, buddy. We've got Chris. Hey, guys. We've got Jay. Hello. We've got Brian. And we got a silent guest, Joe Mitlow. He's not even first time ever. Not give a peek. Give a peek on the camera. Give, give him a there little. He there he is. <laughs> He's see, just checking it out. He wanted to see what it was all about. That's and that's the benefits of having being on Facebook Live with us. You get to see that little peek of Joe. You get to see that's peek right. of Joe. Little peek. We of should Joe. play a game like Joe should like peek out every once in a while. <laughs> like Joe. If you hit all the timestamps, <laughs> you'll get a free lunchtime in Rome T-shirt. Crawl around. As soon as we make them. <laughs> Crawl around in the room because there's so much room in here right now. Oh, there's, he'd there's be everywhere. <laughs> yeah. If, every time we come in here, I feel like it's a different setup. It's, it's just closing in. Yeah. But there's going to be a permanent setup, isn't yeah. there? Let's blow up Hunter's spot. So if you know Hunter Mitlow, he's uh, going to be- Projects. That's right. He's going to be uh, building a desk for us in here that's going to be um, part uh, workstation, part- streaming station for when i do uh Ooh, streaming video I games and stuff that. and then part uh broadcast table um for us to actually sit at and have our mics nicely placed and not what did he so price like that at for you not sure yet oh golly. because he hasn't gotten me an estimate yet oh. so <laughs> hunter so hunter do better, Maybe do better by that's why i do better for that later on i'm gonna bring it back hey, up again show everybody we'll all right. <laughs> and that's been episode we'll shame him again now the, to his, to his not say credit, but he was redoing our dining our kitchen floor that we just redid. Oh, it looks good. Probably. And he also was building the shed at the church. He was. He was. He he and is. He was not getting you a quote. So he's busy. <laughs> I am. I am thankful that he is is busy and he's getting work. He is a solid dude and. Uh, Appreciate him very much, and hopefully he builds a solid stand, a solid, uh, yes. solid multi. Yes, what shape is that desk going to be in? It's like a melted candy cane oh. <laughs> <laughs> with a square side. I don't like. It's, yeah, pick a letter. This like a, room, like it's going to be custom made. S-ish? It's pretty cool. This P, room has always P. been awesome, but 
I'm, I'm happy for you. It's gonna be. It's gonna really be cool. so cool for like for all of this, and like I really want to use it for like other things. Like if somebody wants to come and record a podcast at our will or whatever you want to call it, like you know, we're not gonna let anybody just come and do it. But our discretion, um, discretion. But use it as like you know. You're gonna hire it out as a studio? Not hire it out, but if like like Richie Reader, good. good we had Richie Reader on the show on before. Org. Pressing awesome. on org. If he wanted to come and interview somebody and he wanted to do it here, he could reserve a spot. Couple bucks, you know, right? Right. <laughs> this will be. The, this is like the church <laughs> annex. Fifteen hundred. Twenty bucks an hour. Twenty bucks an hour. Twenty. It's reasonable. <laughs> Universal pizza, whatever. Cool. <laughs> oh, that would be the free. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, speaking of Universal, though, I would love a podcast with a lady that runs Universal Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? This is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you bother me. Um, speaking of Universal Pizza, I'm just going to go first here. I did have Universal Pizza for the first time. First time? Yeah. Well, not the. F- yeah, actually, it, I mean, how many pizza shops has that place been? It's been a lot. Not recently. They've been pretty consistent, but over their history. I don't know. It's been like, I, I want to say 10 since I've been in Penn Hills and alive. Wow. Uh, at mm-hmm. least. I did not realize that. There's been a lot of different pizza shops in there. All right. And um, so Universal's been around for a while now. And Jay, you always sing the praises of their gluten-free pizza. If you are super celiac, I wouldn't get it because they still cook it in the same oven. Mm. But as far as a gluten-free pie goes, can't believe Chris will testify. No. It is the best. It really was. It was a good, it's good pizza. pizza. I'm yeah. not gluten-free. It's pizza. Right. It's yeah. not like, oh, I'm, I'm glad I get to eat almost pizza. No, it's real. No, yeah. it really is. And I also, to crave uh, to uh, satisfy my non-gluten-free side, um, got a, one of their Italian subs. And it was also Ooh, really was it? good. It I've, was really good. Man, that's I've never thing. had a sub from there. Uh, it was really good. Hmm. And then I asked, like, do you have jalapeno poppers? And she went through all of her, like, six um, appetizers <laughs> twice. Like she just she like, was jalapeno poppers no. one of them. No, and she, but she just kept scrolling. She went through the whole thing. So we got French fries. We got, and then she went through it again. Like, I was like, okay, these, okay, okay, okay. Awesome. Which two of these are you going to order? I'm good. I'm good. So that was that was uh, something I ate this week. Well, we've, it's been two weeks since we've been here. Yeah, it's been a lot that's happened. There's been a birthday. Um, Mr. Hammond well, over yeah. here. You're, I turned you're, one year you're older. A year older. I am. Uh, I'm big, a year uh, older into my marriage. Three eight. Also insignificant. Well, it's insignificant. However, <laughs> he's alive I'll, for another. I'll, I'll make it I mean, sig- significant. <laughs> yeah, I'll make it significant. I can no longer really say I'm in my mid thirties. Yeah, but I'm now talk- in my late thirties. Yeah. We're still talking about me though. So yeah, go ahead. <laughs> this is my. You, you brought me up. I brought you up <laughs> and put you down and put you. You're down. stressing me out. Um, no, no, no. Well, as long as I'm not distressing you, if you poops, you're adding you on to the stress, which is distressing. I've known, I've known you for long enough. I've known you for long enough that we kind of exist. You kind of exist in a, a distress all the like, time. Oh, Brian's gonna say he's good. <laughs> he's gonna be a jerk to me. Brian, um, speak up. Uh, so, anyways, um, it's my anniversary to today. As a matter of fact, um, I also want to shout out my brother-in-law John. It was his birthday yesterday. So, oh, yeah, happy birthday, John, um, out in Colorado Springs. Um, and so, yeah, uh, 19 years today, um, this time last 19 years ago, um, I was being encouraged to leave the party and go do the things that um, new married people do, like go to a hotel and, and go, go on a honeymoon and see the sights. was encouraging uh, all my all the people at the um, reception. But was that like a thing? Like you were just having was such like, a good time, Sally? Was that like, was that like a group yeah, effort? It, it was. They were just like, "Why are you? What are you still doing here?" And we're like, "We're having fun. We enjoy everybody." Well, right. no, not my mom. No. <laughs> but wait, you know, you were enjoying I, your mom. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> what? Um, but do you know that that's like the advice that I give? That as you get close to the end of the the I almost said funeral, um, <laughs> <laughs> reception for the groom, I always tell them to get and find your bride and be mm-hmm. close to them because for this day you're excited for the you know what's going to happen next you're happy and excited for the honeymoon for the bride they've dreamed of this day their whole life and i said so they're starting to panic oh my gosh it's over so you mm. need to be by their side you know yeah. so that's why i was wondering like you're like hey greatest reception ever and it's like no it's time to go be with lex and yeah go be with lex mm-hmm. and have a lovely evening and everything else yes but, and we did not to be confused with the guy that i said that to and he goes no i totally get it we're going to go pee on the ice sculpture. You want to come? <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. They did get divorced. <laughs> oh. Not that uh, night. Wow, well, right. Is that is that is that your, like, you're 25 and 1? Or did no, you? This is, I didn't marry them. Okay. No. Okay. Nope, nope, nope. Actually, I married her, hers, the, the time she got married again. I did mm. that wedding. Hopefully, so. the groom was not the same 
Different guy. Okay. Well, I mean, hopefully he didn't repeat the mistakes of the first groom. Did she still yeah. pee on the ice sculpture? <laughs> no, she, no he, I, I told him, go hang out with her. And I said, look, she's, you know, she's going to be scared. Oh, I thought they did that as a couple. No. Uh, <laughs> so I totally get it. I'm totally gonna, I totally get what you're saying. We, meaning he and his boys, were going to go pee on the ice uh-huh. sculpture. And I'm like, uh-huh. I don't know that, that you get sense. it, son. <laughs> Chris. There it is. What? <laughs> How was your birthday, Eric? It was great. How was, have you been? It was pretty low key. Um, which I appreciated because life has been pretty stressful recently. Mm. Um, last, last episode, I talked about something that I'm doing at work that is taking a lot of my energy and a lot of, a lot of that. How did that turn out? Uh, it's still yet to happen. There it is. Um, so I'll probably Turning hopefully talk out. about it next week. Um, but yeah, I was up late to last night, um, working, um, trying to make this thing happen. But, um, but yeah, a pretty low key birthday. Got a lot of great gifts. I got, um, I got a new uh, uh, disc golf basket, which is out in the front yard, which we played around with while uh, you guys pulled up uh, today for the show. And I got a new disc golf bag. So the basket was from my in laws. I got a new disc golf bag from my wife Amy, and I got a new regular sized cast iron skillet for my parents which mm-hmm. I've already used which is great um, just regular type thanks Joe because um, I have the big I have a 17 inch I think yours is 20 right yes yeah yours like is the, 20 like the two burner kind my yeah you could you could if you could stretch it out it's it's pretty big it's not as big as Jay's like his, his that's 20 two burner yeah his is like four burner um, but uh you bring that to the beach every time. Oh, it's fantastic. Yep. Um, but hide it, I, hide uh, it in the oven. I got the regular. You hide, you hide it in the oven. I do. Well, store it. Nor else. And then you it. turn on the oven and then it gets all smoky. Yep. I tried. I, I did try to do that for a week. Hide ours in the oven. And every time it was just Every like time, that. man. Every time it'll happen. Forget. Um, but yeah, I got the normal size. It's been nice to work with that. Um, I do really like the big one at times when I'm doing, you know, more. But this is good. I like it a lot. Great birthday. Low key. Hung out. What did your friend Brian get you? Bunch of booze. Bunch of booze. booze. Got some cigars. Yeah, you did. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah. It was, it, was, it was a solid birthday. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Well, and congratulations. Happy birthday. Any food update or just the whole cooking with the cast iron? I would say cooking with the cast I'm trying to think of. I would say. I did some grilled cheese in it for Amy and Mags the other day. Mm. That turned out great. Now, do you go fancy with the grilled cheese or you just go simple? I go, I go, I go kind of no. bougie. <laughs> kind of bougie. Remember that movie, Chef? Um, Remember that movie, oh, Chef? Oh, man. That's do, the best. Great movie. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> One of the best grilled cheeses ever made on, on film. I mean, if you're talking fancy, like, so I would prefer white bread, but we never have white bread in the house. Um, so it's this Twain. It's Twain. 12 grain bread. And then I do. Dude, we need to start calling that Twain bread. Twain, Twain bread. bread. Twain. Twain bread. Twain bread. Um, <laughs> and then I do different types of cheeses, depending on what we have in the the fridge at the time so a lot of times i'll do like a slice of havarti mm. a slice of cheddar um something like that you know mix it up i yeah. like to go a little pepper jack and some havarti you know in there sometimes I think for it's myself funny. You, you watch tv shows and you know uh on food network and whatnot and i think grilled cheese is one of the greatest disparities maybe mac and cheese too between what you make in your house and what they make on TV. Because they're like, oh, I like to get something with a little bit of funk in there. So we'll do a little blue or we'll do a little uh, no. Roquefort. And you're just like, no, no. I, don't, I don't want that. Or, no. Or even I'll like put gr- some Parmesan. That's about as funky as I get. Right, some like Parmesan Gruyere. in there. Like even Gruyere is like the number one melting cheese. Like nobody's putting Gruyere on no. the homemade. I just want cheddar. Cheddar, cheddar and American. Like Havarti. American. American. American's fine. Starts with an M. American. 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 Yep. Yep. It's a hundred percent real, cheese. Yes. Yeah. Not at all. No. <laughs> Though I, I did have a microeconomics professor who everybody hated except for me, talk for twenty minutes about American cheese and how they make it, and they take all the leftover cheeses that didn't make it somewhere else, and then they put actual chemicals into it, which make it lose all its flavor and lose and make it one <laughs> solid color. Hence, it's a melting pot mm. of cheeses. I, I just love how you said it. And then they put chemicals into it. Right. Mm, delicious. <laughs> but it was just amazing. Then when we got our exam, there was this one economics theory that I couldn't figure out. And I was like, American cheese. Mm. Boom. There <laughs> it is. One of four A's in the entire class. There's one thing I want to touch on before we move on to anybody else. I was at your house last night for Friends Night. That's right. 
I got all the chicken, first of all. Thank goodness. But we witnessed one of the most <laughs> traumatic-looking uh, UFC injuries that I've oh, seen. Oh, gosh. Uh, this guy got body slammed. And when he came down, his entire... He put his hand down. He put his hand down, but his entire elbow just went the uh, like, nope. completely the wrong way. And, I mean, um, I want to see it, but we'll, no. Nope. Yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll link it. But like, you see skin in a fashion that skin has never been on that man's body before. Uh, and, and so naturally, Jay spent five minutes going, rewinding it. And by the fifth time, like I started to actually get sick. and um, You almost didn't eat. I almost did not eat, but That's I put, I powered true. through. Yeah, that poor guy. And, and, but wait, but what happened? So oh, as soon arm, as soon as it as soon as his arm went the other way, the guy that body slammed dislocated. it, the guy Elbow. that body slammed it, looked at it and just tear in his eyes and like he puts his hands up to his mouth, like oh my goodness. The other guy did that. The other the guy that, the guy that body slammed him and like, oh yeah, because he put his hands up. The other guy's not yeah. putting his hands up. <laughs> no, no, because you win by a TKO at that point. So the guy wins. He knows he's he knows he's won that. But like it was just this instant, and then he was like, I'm so I'm so sorry. And like the the dude that had his arm broken or dislocated was just it was just like yeah just looked at it like well, you ah. reassured him yeah he, he, was like, oh, he, he was cool. like dude it's it's cool it's cool like he's reassuring the guy that just completely destroyed his it's amazing that is it was unbelievable and uh dana white tweeted out today <laughs> that it's just a dislocation no broke yeah i mean you know, that no could, break, that could have been good oh my that's scenario that's incredible it's just a flesh wound. It's I was. I'm, he's I'm, training this afternoon. He's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tie two things together now. You guys were talking about the movie Chef a couple minutes ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And doesn't that star the dude who was Monica's boyfriend in ah, Friends, yes. who went into uh, Ultimate Fighting? I don't know. And got his butt kicked. Yes, he did. Yes, he lost to Tank Abbott. Wait, I don't you, know if he starred in Chef because I've never seen uh, it. Who, but who are we talking about? The billionaire guy that Monica dated on Friends. Uh, oh, people! Some, some people are yelling at us right I'm now. I'm not. Oh, it's him. My, my friend's trivia is not great. The billionaire guy, yeah, Robert Downey Jr. No, because no. he was in no, that. no, no, not in Sh- the. You mean like the, the main guy? What's his name? John, John Favreau? Favreau. John Favreau didn't do MMA. No, no, no. In, in, the, in Friends, Friends, his character. He's a billionaire. He's he's conquered the tech he's world. He's conquered everything. He's conquered philanthropy. There's only one more thing he's got to, to do. become the ultimate fighter, and his trainer's name was. Oh, Mister, whatever it was. If oh, it's the main, <laughs> if it's the main guy in Chef, that's John Favreau. If we're talking about the but same, there's guy. also um, John Leguizamo. Yeah, not him. No. And who's the other guy? <laughs> the other guy. He like sleeps in his car. The night. <laughs> hey, Chef. What's up, Chef? Yes, John Favreau. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What was his okay. character name? It was Richard. No, Richard mm-hmm. is Tom Selleck. Before Chef, he was pretty. He was pretty buffed yeah. out. Like no, he, he was, wasn't buffed out. Not but back in the back in the mid nineties he was. Let me ask you this, Monica: Am I the ultimate fighter? He would have been like a heavyweight. <laughs> yeah, he's a big guy. Yeah, he's, yeah. yeah. Much we big, should do a friends podcast. We, well, obviously not. No. <laughs> we can caught with Brian, and I can comment knows, on how much we don't know about. We know so. Little. So you did. Uh, you did tie two things together. Um, not everybody picked up what you were throwing down, but <laughs> I just want to say, Lauren Thanks, Collins said she's she loves the movie Chef. Thank you. It's the great. It's my you, favorite Lauren. movie. It's I'll say. I'll, I'll tell you that. Me too. It's my it's favorite one of movie. The best. Hidden gem. It is. It is mm-hmm. a hidden gem. It wasn't in theaters. Right. It was not. It went to Netflix, and then Netflix was like, "Oh, we're not carrying it anymore." It's and like then, it was made for Netflix. But then I think it sold. Like it was on Amazon it's on Prime. Amazon it's Prime. like made its rounds and stuff. It's mm-hmm. a great movie. It's a great movie. So what's this? What's this uh, podcast all about? Well, Chris, we gotta go, Chris. Yeah. What? What did you, you, you do? What you eat? Um, yeah. Well, I'm gonna go comfort food. As I may have even talked about this meal before. Pete Becker. Yeah, Pete. That's him. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> um, I know him. Joe's like, I'm so glad I came. Well, oh, and before I even get to food, I, I can't forget. Um, my wife just had a birthday too, less than a week. Oh, that's ago. right. So two days after Eric's. Yeah, she is um, 29. Yes, that's right. And we had a great time. Um, we're sort of so, sort of still celebrating because we just sort of like spread it out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's birthday week, and, yeah. and we do different things. One big thing that she wanted for her birthday was to uh, begin Tesla. redoing the dining room. Mm. So our big thing has, um, but like today, we were on a hunt for chairs because she wants like just eclectic antique dining room chairs, like mm. mix match, mix match. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Hoshi, and- <laughs> Hoshi was his trainer. <laughs> All right. So anyway. <laughs> 
eclectic chairs. Yeah. Um, and so, yes, we and we took the Tesla, and our Tesla is not very big, so we, we jammed. Um, oh, when I think I want to haul something, <laughs> I think a Tesla. <laughs> but I thought, oh, well, you know, I, well, we're only going to find a couple chairs, whatever. I can fit a couple chairs in there, fold, fold the, the seat down. Well, mm. we found five chairs, but thankfully two of them are like these antique folding chairs. So I was able to like get all five in there and, hmm. and, and that was our quest for the day. And comfort food, um, not spaghetti and meatballs. Comfort food from my childhood that we still enjoy is is spaghetti and Italian sausage. Mm. Ooh, yeah, I'm yeah, down with that. A little bit of yeah. you know, Uncle Charlie's hot Italian sausage yeah. and mild for, and onion. for Lily. No? I don't know. We we could. That's that sounds I mean, good Davidson too. Davidson is an extremely Italian name, so it's okay. <laughs> I'll, Amy though is more Italian than anything else. I mean, we're both obviously really mutts of many different. You know, what was her mom's name? Her grandmother. Her grandmother's <laughs> maiden name is Caffini. 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 Oh. She was always hyper. Straight straight off Caffini. the boat. Straight off the boat. Hey, that's mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So with <laughs> Ellis Island, 1905 or something. Who, her, yeah. who, who was? Amy's grandmother. Wow, that's a- cool. as an infant. But yeah, but yeah so she, she, yeah, came, yeah. she came to Ellis Island and, and went From through the Italy. whole process and, yeah. and, and became an American. That's awesome. Right wow, away. that's her, good. Listen, listen to this. How's that's, this for a sad? I find it sad. Yeah, let's bring the room yeah. down. Let's bring it down. Her her <laughs> grandmother's uh, Amy's grandmother's birth name was. Carlina Coffini. Oh, that's beautiful. Beautiful. That's a beautiful name. At Ellis Island, they changed it to Lena Coffin. Uh, Lena Coffin. That is a bad C O F F I N. My man. Uh, my man did not care for the Italian. He looks up. Mm, okay. Coffin. So wow. w- when you do the um, the hot sausage, do you like? Do you normally do like um, like a. Uh, Crock pot, and then do like roast it all, and then like combine it with the uh, spaghetti, or like what, do you do them separately? What or? we generally do, we will put an inch of water in a sauce in like a some sort of pan, mm-hmm. a big saucepan, right? And um, like a cast iron one, like Eric has, yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, put the sausages in there, and like let them cook for like forty minutes, and oh, just like okay. basically steam them mm-hmm. almost, and then like we'll get the water out of there, and we'll brown them a tiny bit, but they don't need to be that brown. Mm-hmm. But then yes, we'll put the sauce in and whatever spices and whatnot, and and mix it up. And I love the sauce cooking with the sausage, and and just getting a bit of that co uh, mingling yeah, of juices. That's the one, the juices, the co mingling of juices. That's what I look for. So. I was gonna say I had a wedding wedding night joke in there too, but good thing you didn't. You just had a wedding night nineteen years ago. I, I did. We talked about that. that was yep. Awesome. Commingling of. Okay. Hey, speaking of things crashing into each other, we were part of a hurricane last week. Yeah, you were. Oh, yes. yes, we were on our uh, second vacation. You I'm did. a little jealous. You guys, all you guys are going on second you vacation have this a year. Second vacation. <laughs> I'm, I need one. I need one. Second vacation. Second vacation. Um, we went to Sunset Beach with Marilyn and Bob and Michael and Lydia and Uncle Rick, as we like to call him. Um, and it was a lot of fun. In one of the very first posts I made, I said I felt like I was cheating on you guys. And Eric immediately replied, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was funny how they were just the very first night I texted you guys. So it's not, you know, I guess it's for pod, not for anything else. I went with Bob to go get food for dinner. We get there Saturday, got to go get food for dinner. And I was like, well, we got to stop get you know, the shrimp or scallops or something. And, you know, he goes, well, I don't know that we need any seafood tonight, you know. <laughs> And I just stared hey, at oh, psychopath. When do you not need seafood? When do you not need <laughs> I was, seafood? I, I, You're on the shore. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't and it's Jay's seafood. It? I just sat there and I was like, that's your vacation. You I can mean, get catch of the day seafood. Like, like, well, I, they, I eat it every right, day. Right there from the beach, right. from the ocean. Well, it's yeah. right there. So the next day, I didn't even tell you guys this story. We go down to Calabash. So we're in Sunset Beach, just south of there is Calabash, which is known for Calabash style seafood, which is really just lightly breaded seafood. And you did air quotes when you said Calabash style for those that are listening. Yeah, I don't know why I did that because it is called Calabash oh, okay. style. I guess because I'd never heard of it. <laughs> I'm um, not good not with good air quotes. <laughs> See, that's a Joey thing from Friends. It's a Chris Farley thing from Saturday Night Live. Eh, either way. Be sure to jo- join us live on Facebook so you can see the air quotes that we're making. <laughs> the point of the story is this in Calabash. <laughs> The shrimp boats literally pull up, and you mm. can buy shrimp 
right off the boat. Yes. Speaking of off the boat. Right. You can buy (laughs) shrimp right off the boat. So then, because we always say when we're at Ocean City, like, Mm -hmm. is this from Mm -hmm. the ocean or is this the same stuff that's there? So right, we went, that goes to Acme. And, right. <laughs> right. And so Bob and I went Sunday afternoon to go get the shrimp. And we went, and uh, shrimp boats don't work on Sundays. Oh, <laughs> bummer. But I went to Bill's Seafood, which is probably one of the foulest smelling mm. seafood places. Like, I mean, any fresh seafood place smells yeah. like fresh You go to seafood. Woolies here, like down on the Maybe strip. Maybe it was the mask. It's not great. Because you had to wear oh. a mask inside. Mm. And so whew, it was bad. And I made Rachel go the last day. We went yes. after golf. And she nearly died. <laughs> it was very bad. For she her. loves seafood, though, she, so she has an affinity for it. She does not care. For oh, that's the wrong thing to say. But we made it through the hurricane, and it was a lot of fun. And they said, like for the locals, it was probably the greatest hurricane uh, amount of people saying, "Ah, oh, it wasn't really what I expected." Mm-hmm. And man, that hit a whole lot harder than we expected. Mm-hmm. So it was just where you were, what happened. Plus, yeah. there was a lot of tornadic activity mm-hmm. which they said is typical with a tropical hurricane which i don't know that the east coast gets many other kind of hurricanes but i guess you get some from the i mean I those those winter hurricanes that you get that come from down from those the north tough. Well, yeah. what i found interesting is like you talking about the hurricane moving through like so it first hit you it was going one way and right. then it goes and then you get the other side of it which is going the other way that's wild to me which you, right and you get it like that makes sense right but it's and it literally goes <laughs> sideways but you're when like, you see it you're like land breeze Sea breeze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just, it came across the one way and then the other, and then the beach dropped about five feet. Um, you can stand wow. on the beach, and there's a sheer wall now where it was the dunes kind of came down, mm-hmm. and now it's just a right angle wow. where the, the sea was angry, my friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But good vacation, lots of good food. I uh, steamed shrimp the last day, which once again, just like this vacation at Ocean City, I went out and got scallops and shrimp, and you were like, man, Jay, you're really, you just run this all the way to the tape. You know, well, mm-hmm. I go on our way home from golfing, Rachel, and I picked up more scallops and shrimp. I got head-on shrimp, which I've never done before, and I cut the heads off, and really, this red goo just came out, mm. Ooh. and that's apparently like their, it's some sort of a- Blood? No, it's not a blood. It's sort of like, a, it's not a digestive tract. It's some pancreatic Poop. something oh. that's when people eat head-on shrimp, they suck, mm. they, they they rip the heads off and suck it out. <laughs> So it's good for you. Oh, I don't know if it's good for you, but it's delicious, is what they say. But I figured that was above the room. So I cut the heads off. Did you try one yourself? No, I did Uh, it wrong. Okay. So I um, cut the heads off, put those in water, made a shrimp stock out of it. And that's what I steamed the shrimp in, was that that shrimp stock. Mm. With Old Bay, of course. Yeah. yeah, With a head nod, too. And the red juices. And the red juices, which was crazy, because as I made the stock, this foam came out. And it looked like somebody had been murdered in this. In this and I was like, and I started Googling, like, is this okay what I'm doing? Because it looked real nasty. But it was delicious. Um, the other last thing I wanted to point out was my sister gets, Marilyn gets very sad when vacation is over. Nobody mm. likes when vacation's over. Sure. But, but she a, gets very next sad. level. So after Rachel and I went golfing. I get sad too. Ball golfing, if you will, fr- uh, Friday morning. Picked up the seafood, came in, walked out, go to the beach. Marilyn's just standing in the water. And I walked up to her and I said, Marilyn, it's vacation until it isn't. And she goes, it's vacation in my head. And I went, no. <laughs> it is, it's quite literally still vacation. It's, it's not at all vacation in your head. Yeah. But she just gets very stressed over vacation. Mm. But then come uh, Saturday morning. I mean, it happened this year. It happened the last time we went with them on vacation 16 years ago. She breaks down. And mm. I believe it was my son, Joe, who said, not a good cry. Mm. <laughs> not a good cry. <laughs> and it went from stress to distress. Mm. She became physically yeah. uh, upset over the end of vacation. But then she rallied, to her credit. Uh, and that's what we want to talk about tonight. Because the first night when Bob said, we don't need any seafood, he asked me about my breathing. And how it's been weird. And it's not really my breathing. It's my throat. It's my chest. It's my this. It's my that. What? I was going to say, that would have stressed me out if Bob said that on my vacation. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? No. We need to go get it now. No, it was it was very nice. And I talked to him about how I've you know, been to the doctors. It's not that. It's not debilitating. I can run up and down. I'm fat, first person down every hole in disc golf. Go up the mountains at, uh, you know, in Cranberry at ne- Northern Boundaries. Blah, 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 blah. And I said, it's not anxiety because I'm not anxious about anything. And 
it, he said something very profound. He said, Jay, you're under a lot of stress. And I said, no, not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, it's, it's easy being me. I mean, you know, my life's good. I've got a great job. I've got a wonderful congregation, good trustees, good elders. I like working for the school district. I'm well-respected. I love my family. My wife is a gift from God, all that stuff. And he said, Jay, everybody in the world mm-hmm. over the last seven months has been under an unbelievable amount of stress. And it, got, it has to go somewhere. And he says, stress, he said, is what happens to you. Distress is the physical manifestation of that. And he said, so you, in your mind, you know nothing's wrong. But your body is sitting there going, yeah, this mm-hmm. isn't right. And he goes, so it very well could be. He didn't diagnose me. You know, I mean, he's been a chaplain for a billion years. He is a general in the Army, as far as chaplains go, school psychologist. He's got all the degrees. But it was good to hear that and just kind of go, okay, because, you know, as men, you know, you, you don't want to say, I'm... I'm stressed or I'm distressed or I'm, I'm suffering this or that or the other thing. Chris is like, right as men. Yeah. <laughs> I never say anything like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. As typical men, you don't want to strong men. No, I'm just kidding. But it never made sense in my brain because I mean, you guys know me. I mean, I get mad, I get frustrated, but like you wouldn't say I'm anxious. You wouldn't say I'm stressed. Nope. But I do notice like in the morning, sometimes I'll be getting ready, emptying the dishwasher, and I'm like, why are my teeth clenched? Mm. Huh. I'm not, I mean, I just woke up. Ain't nothing going on. Yeah. And then you're like, hmm, that's weird. You know, and so you go from there. And so what we wanted to look at tonight was just that fact of what is stress and how does that compare to what, what is distress and what's the difference between the two? What are your guys' experiences? With just stress in general. I mean, do you, is it something that's a part of your life? Is it something that you think of often or something you just react to? So reading that article that you gave, I, 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 um, I definitely resonated with the, resonated with the stress, but I like to think of myself as a, um, as a performer, as somebody that when that stress kicks in, like whether it's hockey, you know, I'm, I'm kind of competitive and like, or even doing things like when I, um, like I led a workshop down in Orlando earlier this year and like, I'd never done it before. I knew, I knew the material that I was teaching, but I'd never actually done something like that. So like, you're getting pumped up for it. And then like, I feel like for me, I can take that and harness it and use it for like motivation. And, um, like I, I get into those situations where I, I, like I feel myself getting stressed or hyped up or whatever you want to call it, but I'm able to, to, to use it for positive. And I think a lot of people, um, you know, and then there's times where I guess it does sit in me like at a deeper, more fundamental level. And then I'll realize like I need to go decompress, you know? And so that's like, even after today, after work, I had a, I had a great day and a great, especially afternoon. But when it was all said and done and I was like logging off at six o'clock, I told Lex, I was like, I got to go sit by the pool. And like, so I guess I recognized that I had some, you know, pent up stress that could have turned into something bad, but I do try to recognize that and then let it out in healthy ways. And sometimes I do. And sometimes I don't. Um, but that's my approach to what I read that like, that's how I internalized it for myself. Sure. And as it says in the article that we're talking about, it says physiological term stress is an activation of the nervous system. So it's not bad. It's right. not good. It's, it's any time something's got to happen. You know, when, when there has been, it's cause and effect. Something has caused you to have an effect on your nervous system. You're either amped up and pumped up to play hockey or right. you are working and you're doing stuff and the phone rings and you're on point and your heart rate goes up and everything mm-hmm. else. And so your solution to that, so that it does not become distress is to relax, decompress, do all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. Or just, or just beat it or overcome, you know, like that's, that's, that's part of it. But uh, you're talking about like the distress part, like the, the negative. Well, part. the How key is we negative? want to, exp- we can't avoid stress sure. in our life. And me saying, right. Hey, I'm not bothered by anything. Doesn't that's a lie. It's a lie. It's not right. true because no matter what things happen and cause us to emote and to, to have our nervous system, the fight or flight mm-hmm. kick in. But the key is how do you, you know, when does it go past and what happens in each of us when it goes? Because we talk a lot about the emotional effect of hurts. Mm-hmm. And when we have emotional needs not met, that's a hurt. And we say, well, that, you know, that goes to anger from anger, goes to fear from fear to guilt, guilt to self-condemnation. Okay, well, what's physically happening in that same time period? Because sometimes we're just overwhelmed with it. And 
there's not much we can do. And Chris, we made a joke earlier, but you know, you as far as you know, real men. But Chris, you're about as real man as it comes because you're open and honest. I'm dead serious. Sure. I'm going to mock I, you every day, but still, you're a real man. <laughs> and that, and I'm fine with that. But you said you really, you know, you get that. And yeah. You've experienced it, and we to share with me what you experienced as you went through this. Well, I mean, this article certainly, and it's just an article I looked up on the internet just to have a base. Yeah, and it's we can like share it bio. so people sure. can, can read it. Um, but it's yeah, it, I clearly in looking at my myself and my my feelings of of anxiety over the past several years definitely my 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 brain has has turned stress into distress um for me in the form of anxiety and um it's something that i'm just always always trying to deal with um i i've been on medication i've been to therapy i've just you know read books um and just, it, it, I mean, I think this speaks to, I guess, what Brian said too. Because when when you said, "Well, I, you know, I don't, I don't feel that. I get hyped up for the moment, like you're a performer." I'm the same way in a sense. Like I am not anxious when I'm up in front of the church worshiping. Mm-hmm. I am not anxious when I'm in front of a class of kids teaching. Two thirty mm-hmm. in the morning. Yes. Not sleeping. Right. right. It's when I'm not, and I, and my brain starts taking me down these paths of, well, what, what if this is going to happen? And what, you know, it's going to be a busy day. Oh man, you're going to be exhausted. And, and, and my, I just, Mm -hmm. it like plays this, this Mm -hmm. anxiety loop over and over again. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, it's hard to break that cycle, but that's like what I'm in the middle of now and in the past couple of years is like trying to, to thoughtfully, consciously break out of that cycle because these habits form that, that after a while, it's like you don't have easy control over it. If your brain gets on these paths mm-hmm. of like, well, this, this is the, this is the default setting. You have to really work to, to get out of that. So I think that's, that's my form of distress is like my brain has gone into this default setting. Like a loop that you just can't break. Yeah. Well, without, I, without conscious effort mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. But I celebrate the fact that you say, okay, well, I've started some different techniques, which is we talk a lot of here about emotionally focused therapy or shared experience therapy, having somebody join you in your emotions, which if anybody's listened to this and they think these guys aren't doctors, I'm going to tell you, I'm not. A lot of what we're trying to do is let everybody know you're not alone. <laughs> You know, you got Chris Davidson, well-accomplished teacher, worship leader, everything else, who's laying awake in bed at night. You got Jay, who is the emotional needs guy, who's sitting there going, it's not asthma. I don't know what it is. Something's wrong. You know, so you're not alone. But what you're talking about, I said emotionally focused therapy. You know, you're talking about cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm -hmm. Right. Taking yourself down different paths to break poor behaviors, which is distress. That is, your body has begun to deal with negatively the stressors that are that are in in your life right now right and so like a lot of those some people talk about is like leaning into again not in a christian way which we don't like christian cliches right we want to lean into the subject but when the question comes what's going to happen if this and so one of your Mm -hmm. techniques is well answer the question exactly yep 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 and not fear oh my gosh i'm feeling the anxiety but say oh there you are what's up yeah okay let's answer some questions face it head on answer questions and say well what what could possibly happen tomorrow like what am i afraid of and just walk myself through it and be mindful of of right what's the worst yeah. you know what then mm-hmm. what and what then I, I played that once in my life where alexis and i we were in like just the worst we were in the, a bad place we talked about stress we've talked about it and and that was one of the things that i, I don't know i mean i don't, don't remember where it came from but it was like take every thought that is haunting you and and take it out to the most logical end like what is the worst thing that could happen if this comes to pass mm-hmm. what are the chain reactions and then when you would like like write it down and like so there were times where we would do that and it's like Okay, the logical end of this could, I could be in jail or the logical end, they could take our kids or something like that. And then, okay, that looks bad. That looks scary and it could happen. But just looking at it was like, but let's rewind a lot because there's a lot of things that have to happen before right. that happens. So right. that, I mean, it's just like, I mean, I, I think it's a great way, like, you know, for you to cope with that, that, you know, kind of what you do is, is play it out. Right. Yeah. And what happens normally, we have stress all day long. And it's good stress, bad stress, things that make a heart, you know, get going, everything else. Normally, that goes away whenever that which is causing us to feel that goes away. Mm -hmm. And another time when distress comes in is when 
whatever was causing you stress goes away, but you still are in an amplified state. Mm-hmm. So what I want to do is go over just the things, the um, symptoms of distress or, or the consequences of distress and see how any of us identify with that. The first one is just general discomfort and tension. Uh, is that something you guys identify with in your day-to-day life when things get going bad? Yeah, I wouldn't say day-to-day, but I would say... Situation. Um, no, this si- isn't every day, but, per se. But regularly-ish, um, I will have physical symptoms, for sure. Like that I, you know, and, and sometimes I'll even tell myself, you know, I'll be like, oh, I think I'm getting sick. No, I'm not. And I've, I've learned to, to mm-hmm. recognize that. I'm not getting sick with like a, a bug, with a disease. I am ill Make, with anxiety. Like, yeah, yeah. just, I, but it feels physical. <clears throat> Yeah, so, yeah, I'll have that like pit in my stomach, you know. Um, that's definitely. I think when you have to ask yourself what's wrong, yeah, you know what I mean. You're sitting, you're like, wait, why am I upset? Is it, you're like, okay, so I must be in a bit of a storm right now. Right, I'm under distress. Right, um, when things last longer than the initial stress response. Right, so because stress is is it happens, and it sh- it should be it should be a flash in the pan, or you should be able to, to to conquer it. But when it starts to linger, that's when you know that you're starting to sail in the, into those rough seas. Just, right. to, just to kind of clarify that point. And we talk about like previous hurts and how, you know, I ask, I tell people when somebody's expressing a hurt to you, ask yourself, well, when have they been hurt before? Because they may amplify the present hurt based on a previous hurt. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what happens here with distress is, okay, this wasn't such a big deal, but all of a sudden I'm treating it like it's a really big deal. You know, we make jokes about Brian being the angry one. Well, there's times where some anger comes out on an issue that I'm sure isn't just from that issue. It's from this over here, this over here, this over here, and it's lingering. And I think that's something that it's good to be aware of. That's what's affecting us. And an anxiety disorder, I'll call it, will like, does anybody have an anxiety order? <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully we're all headed there, right? We want to sure. be in order. But um, it'll, yeah, it'll latch on like, okay, I'm anxious and stressed over or distressed over scenario A. But once that's over, those chemicals are still bubbling in your brain and they will latch on to anything mm-hmm. or sometimes nothing. But you still feel like, oh, there's something to be... be worried about there's something yeah. even if there's not so it's hard to yeah uh, not everything can be good right now <laughs> right. something right. has something to be wrong, has to be wrong. well yeah. I, I think i recognize it too for myself when i'm not handling it in a, in a good way when i am in a little bit of distress by how i treat my kids by how i treat mm. alexis like i'll you know come out of a work situation or, or you know one of those stressor situations and I will not be the most pleasant dad, you know. And I, I mean, I think that's I think that's kind of common, you know. Like like oh, your parents, parents take stuff out on their kids all the time. That doesn't make it right. And I, I do recognize it and and do not like it about myself because it's not their fault, you know. What I'm having to deal with, that's on me, you know. And and so that's when I st- I think that's one of the, the ways that I I realize it, you know, is the distress. Right, and that's an example of when it's lingering longer it's than lingering, it should. Yes, exactly. Um. And the next one, it talks about anxiety orders. One says it presents us with challenges we don't have the skills to handle. What does that mean? Not real sure. <laughs> um, except for like you're talking about. I think if, if you are under enough stress, you get to a point that you are now experiencing distress and you can't stop it. You've got to go see a therapist. Right, right, right. If you've you have never learned these skills, mm. it can be debilitating. Like you're there have been times. Angry. Not you. I'm saying one is flipping out on everybody all the time. I yeah. interrupted you. Go ahead. No, it's okay. And there are times where I feel completely debilitated. Like all I want to do is crawl into bed and I feel like I can do nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and until you have, you know, learn a little bit of, of self maintenance and like, the, you know, to, 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 to have some, some behavioral cognitive, you know, skills to, to start working out of that, then it can feel like, yeah, there's nothing to do. You've got nothing to handle it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, th- I was thinking of, and this might be totally off base here, but, you know, I've, I've been in situations at work where, like, I want to try to figure something out on my own, and I get to a certain point, and I, like, I know that, like, I can't do this right now, but I want to figure it out. And then, like, we always talk about it's time to be – now it's time to be open, honest, and vulnerable to say, like, hey, I'm totally lost and I need help, you know, you know, getting there. And that, one, 
can like that one causes stress like leading up to that point of like when you are like going to be open honest and vulnerable but then when you are and like you have that conversation more often than not it's not like like eric what the heck are you doing like you're an idiot it's not usually that it's like okay well i know this person they can help us with this i know like and it's then then we're starting to move and then like that stress or distress kind of Mm-hmm. you know goes away starting to make some sort you of know. positive yeah movement right well and the open honest and, and vulnerable thing is is huge to to be able to to you know therapy can be a a bad word you know what i mean like that's a oh, oh very much so you know a lot of people don't want to talk about and i mean a few years ago i wouldn't have either i'm like oh my gosh like before i ever went to therapy i'm like mm-hmm. i'm not that person i don't need therapy i don't I have think to, every, you know? i wish there were more good therapists out there mm. Um, and then therefore everybody and can just have more somebody to in. talk to. Yeah. Yeah. Some it's cause that's really what it is. It's somebody to talk to who knows how to listen and how to provide you with some skills to take a little mm-hmm. step forward. And I think yeah. what's important is you need that person. Like you said, that, that analyst who has the skill set, who you can be open and honest cause they're unbiased. They don't care. And you know, I don't know if you can ever truly be open with somebody like that, but hopefully more so than somebody mm-hmm. you've got to see every day. But that doesn't substitute the person in your life that is going to join you in that emotion and just say, man, I'm sorry things aren't right right now. Because that the therapist can't be that. They can mm-hmm. give you the tools. They shouldn't mm-hmm. be that, I should I've say. I've been to a therapist, though, that was pretty good at that. Well, good. It was cool. Good. Yeah. I was. I thought of you. Oh, huh. well, that's good. <laughs> um, right. But we still need a trusted loved one that can join us, which is giving us true, good comfort. Um, I wanted to talk about... Um, a good way to look at that last one presents us with challenges. We don't have the skills to handle when the distress happens too long. And this, again, this is actually a teen website though that I was looking at, but it, I, I don't see how it doesn't apply. Mm-mm. It says when the distress takes over, it manifests itself in these ways, academic performance. And for adults, it would be your work performance or academic. If you're in school, uh, performance suffers loss of interest in activities. One used to enjoy, which is interesting. You think about that withdrawal from social interactions and friendships, Fatigue and sleep issues, loss of appetite or overeating, and self-medicating with alcohol or drugs. And I would even go so far as to throw in um, excessive activities like, hey, I don't do drugs. I don't drink. Uh, you know, what do you do? I run 10 miles a day. You know, and you're like, eh, is that a good thing? You know, you're obsessing into exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, the last one it said earlier was can, can contribute to physical issues such as back pain and stomach problems. Um that's sure true. I mean, when we go through all the trade days is when my thyroid died. And mm. and they said the number one cause of that is stress. And, oh, wow. and everybody and their mother would say that Rachel and I did the best we could during those days. You know, and we understood and we had a, a godly approach to what was going on and whatnot. Um, but yet, yeah, I would say I was under some stress. Mm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so what did it do? Well, it ate my thyroid and then I got real bloated and mm. everything else. Wow. Um, you know, Brian, who knows with your gut? I mean just blew out but right. you know it's probably not stress but i think a lot of people I have on the, stomach I was issues. on the beach in la i mean uh, la is well <laughs> i'm just kidding but i think we need to be cognizant of that as well and that to a degree can even come full circle to where you know where i was and that's you know with my and i want to go back to you is my breathing chest whatever it is kind of thing going on that at first, you're like, oh, is that what that is? Kind of feels like when I used to almost have asthma. And then you're like, oh, okay. Well, then I would start to stress about whether or not I was feeling it. So, you know what I mean? Like, I would almost cause it. Right. Because you're thinking about it. And what's funny is since Bob and I had this conversation, it did happen a couple more times. And again, nobody on the outside would ever know. And again, it, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm fine. And I'd go in the ocean and be fine. And then cook it. I'd be like, oh, there it is again. You know. But it's funny. Since Thursday morning, I haven't experienced it. And I will conclude my part with this. I was listening to a different podcast and a guy was talking about breathing technique. Well, actually, no, the guy was talking about brain performance and this guy's a guru and everything else. And he was advocating cold showers. And his point is that's one of the best things you can do for your brain is to take a cold shower, which like in the morning or just any point, I think it's at any point in the day. Mm -hmm. But his point is our bodies rule our brains. You're hungry. You're driving past McDonald's. You're like, ah, I shouldn't get a Big Mac. Big Mac. And you're like, ah, I'm going to get a Big Mac. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have that next beer. I shouldn't have the next, ah, I'm going to have it. That if you put yourself in that kind of misery and taking a cold shower, your mind is saying, hey, body, shut up. Hmm. We're going to do this. 
And it was interesting. And I like that because we're, we're run by our bodies, not our brains. You started that little story and I was like, no, I would never do that. And now <laughs> I'm going to go home and do that. <gasps> I can't wait. You're a loser if you don't. All right. Maybe, um, not, maybe not tonight. I don't know. But soon. Maybe my, one soon. day. Uh, maybe I'll Amy do it. I don't know. She won't do it. Um, I'll go lukewarm first. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have less than steaming hot shower tonight. <laughs> I don't care what my body says. But I bring all that to say, I then saw a thing about a breathing technique where and, and I mentioned it to Rachel. She's like, oh, yeah, of course, four, seven, eight. And I was like, what? And you breathe in through your nose for four seconds. You hold your breath for seven seconds. And then you exhale for eight seconds. You're supposed to make some whooshing noise, which okay, I'm not doing that. Whoosh. But it's all part of telling your body, look, I've got this. And you, so do, it, you do it until you pass out, right? I did it when I was driving on the way home. <laughs> it was kind of crazy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and no, you only do it like four times. But it's all part of just saying to your body, hey, look. Mm. Mm-hmm. We're not going to let you take care and, and run this off the ra- off the rails. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so m- the bottom line is it's a real thing to go from stress. Everybody experiences stress. And occasionally it gets to be too much and it turns into distress. And whoever you are out there, you're not alone. We all experience it to different degrees. And somebody who says, no, nah, I, I don't experience that at all. Okay, so you're, ex- you're experiencing it by denying it. It would be my opinion. And maybe not your opinion, but whatever. But no matter what, if you're in denial, if you feel like you're alone, there's always an opportunity to do better. Yeah, there is. (laughs) What a transition. I'll go first. Um, Please do. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, people. Um, It's it's sad, but it's it's also hilarious. Woman tried hiring someone to kill her ex-husband Been on, there. Oh, sorry. <laughs> on rentahitman.com. Oh, please. <laughs> this is from Michigan. Uh, a Date Michigan line. woman wanted a hitman to kill her ex-husband, so she went to, you guessed it, www.rentahitman.com. Michigan uh, State Police say, except... Rentahitman.com is a fake website created to lure people like Wendy. It is catfishing. (laughs) Yeah. Like Wendy Ween, who was arrested Friday after her failed attempt, according to state police. The state police set up a website. And like always, as a reminder, we, we, we put these links in the show notes and I'm going to, I'm going to fast forward a couple, just going to do a couple bullet points here. She offered to pay him $5,000 to murder her ex-husband. To have a murder on your head. (laughs) In your consciousness. Um, I gotta be worth more if you're going to kill me. Brian is concerned right now. Who lives in another state. Um, she was arrested and charged, blah, 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 blah. Arrested, charged, and ridiculed? Well, we are right now. Um, (laughs) done. done. I just want to say this. Police said it's helped prevent 130 murders. Wow. Wow. That is, That's 130 do-betters. Right? That is something. <laughs> like, I can tell you, I can assure you that there's not a website on the web that we know, not right. the dark web, like, you know, that exists elsewhere. It. I can assure you that's not a thing. Like, you can't do that. And oh, you mean there's no... Say, you're warning everyone. If you're trying to kill someone, <laughs> yes. don't go to a website. I, I, would, right. I would imagine that would Public be service announcement. If you've come to that website, you're a moron to think that it would work. Right. Like, the hosting companies are not going to allow something like that to right. be on their host. Right. Um, I will say this is the final note. 130. I, th- I think this is kind of wow. comical. Wait, wait. Do you think the guy that set that website up, the guy that proposed it to his boss, who had to get it past whatever kind yeah. of city count, you know, whatever the boardroom, we're in the boardroom here. You know, do you think he's like, another one? <laughs> yeah. I told you. This I is, told you. I told this you. This is the greatest idea I've ever had. You're probably going to get a call later tonight from yeah. Michigan police. Well, so I was going to say, I'm not going cover. to visit. I want to visit the website to see what it looks like, nope. but I'm not going to visit nope. it because I know I'll be put on some kind of list. Yep. Um, but it, it says, the fake website offers fictitious customer testimonials and says its field operatives have gone have undergone COVID nineteen training. Oh, oh that's good. Oh, that's good. That, see, that was <laughs> going that extra mile. Oh, that's, that's pretty good. That's, that's good. pretty darn good. And that's a canty bet. That's the end. That's a little canty. It's one hundred and thirty do betters in one oh, canty. That's better. right. <laughs> that's an amazing thing. Oh, so good. Any other do betters? No. Yours was both. I'll go. That can be a good transition into a, a can't do better. Yeah. And mine's both. So. So we'll go around the room then. The point of the story is, uh, as I scroll through to find it, 
Um, it snuck up on you, didn't it? It did. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. <laughs> um, Since when do we do this at the end of the show? What? <laughs> First time for everything. So... The church decided to worship at their local Walmart since they weren't allowed to gather anywhere else. And so it's, it's, a, it's a tweet. And um, it's just it's a bunch of people singing like in harmony. Uh, it's beautiful, but they're in the middle of Walmart. And so I think that's I think that's kind of a can't do better. Sure. Yeah. But then all the comments, just just like everything else on Twitter, just devolve into people. I'm starting to think social media is not all good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not all good. It, it definitely is not. Now, we could take a deep dive into why is it, if we really want to tie emotional needs. Dude, I think we should do a social media episode. I know, man. Mm. But, like, because it's it's one of those things where, like, I see the greatness of it, and it can be great. I've seen the greatness of it. And then there is a lot of bad. There is some bad. Speaking of that, Daniela should do better. All right. Daniela was at a local Kroger, uh, and she saw a woman not wearing a mask. And so she said to that woman, you need to put on a mask. And the woman yelled at her and she tweeted, Daniela did, that she was verbally assaulted Mm. by this woman who wasn't wearing a mask. Mm. So Daniela told the Kroger manager named Andy. Andy did his job, walked over and told the woman that she, you know, asked, talk to her. That's all she said. But the woman still did not put on a mask. And Andy didn't do anything else. And Daniela took a picture with him covering his name tag. And she said, his name is Andy. He doesn't want you to know that. Hmm. And publicly shamed Andy, the manager at Kroger. So to Daniela, I say, do better. Yeah. But Target Tory, many of you know or do not know, Tory was shamed by a man on Twitter a while back for her decision as an employee of Target following the company protocol. And so then people did a GoFundMe for Tory and sent her to Hawaii. And so she's now known as Target Tory on Twitter. She talks about the cancel culture and outrage and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So she saw Kroger Andy and his plight on Twitter. So she started a GoFundMe for Kroger Andy. Kroger Andy now has a GoFundMe of over $21,000 wow. ready to send him on a vacation. And Target Tory pointed out that we need to continually focus on policy, not people. Mm. That Andy, the person, was just doing what the policy of Kroger was. Right. And that if people are upset, they should address it towards the policy and the company and not towards the people. Not attack the person. Don't attack the messenger. So Andy, Tori, and all the people that contributed can't do better. That's right. Daniela, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've got a heartwarming story that uh, about a four-year-old girl here. Dateline, Colorado. August 11th, four-year-old girl yells Black Lives Matter at woman in Home Depot. Now they're good friends. Hmm. When a Colorado mom heard her four-year-old daughter yell Black Lives Matter to a woman in Home Depot, she wasn't expecting such a beautiful friendship to blossom. Um, The woman on the receiving end of the Black Lives Matter call was Sherry Gonzalez. She was out shopping when she heard a little girl say the words. And uh, the quote from Sherry is that she said it with strength like she was making a point. And the little girl was um, Cameron Radcliffe and her mom, Cassie. Of the Detroit Radcliffe. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, mom wasn't sure how someone would react to, to a, her daughter mm-hmm. saying that. But um, Sherry came up to Cameron and said, thank you so much for saying that and for recognizing that my life matters. And it turns out, long story short, that Ser- Sherry Gonzalez has a, um, a charity called Sherry's Girls empowerment international and um currently they're raising money um for girls in kenya to be able to um attend school Hmm. for education and um sherry and cameron and cameron's mom and their family have teamed up um recently they did a uh a yard sale together where they made two thousand seventy dollars that's going straight to kenya to help fund um that cause oh nice so yeah, so something cool. That's awesome. Help me understand the room here. The girl is African-American or not? No, thank you. Um, no. She is, what was her name? That's the Radcliffe? The four-year-old. Yes, Cameron Radcliffe. Cameron Radcliffe. So she yes. is Caucasian. I believe so. And so she yelled it at a lady who is African-American. Correct. Well, that's a scary-ass moment for right. the parents. For the mom, you're just like, oh. Just in the middle of the store. Black Lives Matter. And she's pointing at her. <laughs> and you're like, 
Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> That's a scary moment it's, for it's, a parent. It'd be very uncomfortable that would be or potentially uncomfortable, but then it turned into this beautiful thing. So that can't is do, a can't do, better. do better. You're reaching yeah. behind you for like a can of peas or something just in case <laughs> some, you have to throw it. Get some Goya beans. <laughs> Goya beans. Oh, oh, man. Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> ruin Chris's story. Do better. <laughs> do better, Eric. My bad. Can't do better, Radcliffe. Radcliffe. Okay. So with that, we want to thank you for being with us on episode 78 of Lunchtime in Rome. Um, once again, um, you can always go to lunchtimeinrome.com and check out our show notes. Um, we are going to have, obviously, some a lot of the links that we talked about uh, tonight in those show notes. Um, we'll post a link to this uh, article that we referenced as well on stress versus distress. Um, again, please um, subscribe to us on, on your favorite podcast app. Uh, give us thumbs up on Facebook. Um, give us five stars on your on the apps. Um, and again, you can always do the relational needs questionnaire on our website as well. Um, and we want to say thank you for joining us around the table. It's been great to see everybody and have everybody here. And with that, see you next week. I'm going to watch Friends. <laughs> Bye. Give a peek. Even give a peek on the camera. Ever. This is like four burner. I go, I go, I go, kind of no. bougie. Uh, and and so naturally, Jay spent five minutes going. Bloo, bloo, bloo. And Friends and Ellie. When you do the um the hot sausage, right as men, yeah. <laughs> I never say anything like that. <laughs> nice. Daniela, shut up.